This is an ABC podcast. Yes. Girl This is the story of the girl who looks for life on Mars, Abigail Allwood, read by Australia's first ever female Minister for Foreign Affairs, Julie Bishop. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Abby stared up at the sparkling night sky. She felt so tiny laying there on the grass, just her, the stars and the cane toads. I wonder if there are cane toads in space, she thought. Surely Earth isn't the only place with living creatures. There's got to be something else out there. Maybe there's a girl, like me, laying in her backyard, staring up into the sky, wondering exactly the same thing, but on a whole different planet. Abigail Allwood was a dreamer. The only things she did more than staring into space were watching animal documentaries and burying her head in science fiction novels. Abigail, stop reading and do your maths homework. Abby groaned. She wasn't great with numbers. Jill has six boxes of 17 apples. Jill gives her 11 apples. Jill eats three apples. How many apples does Jill have now? Abby tried to concentrate. Apples were spinning around in her head like planets in the solar system. Six times 17 equals... Her brain strained. I don't know. Come on, you can do it, her mum said. Think of your report card. Abby huffed. Her teacher wrote on her school report that she was lazy, but it wasn't true. She just struggled to get motivated in maths. It was hard to put effort into things that didn't come naturally. She was good at English, art, history, so that's what she focused on. Then there was science. Abby loved space and nature, but she didn't really know if that passion could lead to anything. The only scientist she could name was David Attenborough. Maybe I could be a zoologist and make animal documentaries like him, Abby thought. No, that won't work. I hate public speaking. But when the local planetarium opened its doors to kids, it also opened Abby's eyes to a whole new universe of possibilities. A planetarium is a dome-shaped theatre where people learn about space. Abby walked through the corridors, mesmerised. There were photos of the planets like she'd never seen before. She stared in awe at Saturn's swirling rings and the marbled pattern across Jupiter's surface. How did they take these pictures, Abby wondered. The images were captured by a spacecraft called Voyager. And the person who made it happen was an American scientist named Carolyn Porco. I want to be like her, Abby said. I want to explore space. Abby knocked on the dean's door. He was the head of the university's science department. Come in, Ms Allwood, he said. Abby had almost finished her second year of a physics degree. Physics is the study of energy and matter. That's what Abby thought she needed to become a space scientist. But there was a slight problem. 
There was a lot of maths involved. Ms Allwood, the Dean said, I'm afraid you've failed the same maths subject twice now. That means you can't continue the course. I'm sorry. Abby's body slumped. She felt like she'd been hit in the stomach by a meteorite. Well then, she said, I guess I'll have to find something else to do. Abby carefully trekked across the narrow rocky ridge. Every once in a while, she'd stop and stare at the vast red desert below. If she couldn't go to space, she decided she'd go to the next best place, the Australian outback. Its craters and dust storms made it feel like the closest thing to another planet. Abby was back at university studying geology. That's investigating solid earth, especially rocks. And Abby was about to find some of the most important rocks in the world. Whoa! She stopped dead in her tracks. Check out those stromatolites. Abby spotted a bunch of fossilised rock formations that looked like stacks of upside-down ice cream cones. Patterns like that were usually made by water. Abby pictured a sea of turquoise covering the desert. Imagine all of the life in that water, she said. I wonder if these fossils were part of an ocean reef. Abby didn't want to get too excited too soon. She spent months taking pictures, samples and measurements. Measurements, samples and pictures. 3.45 billion years. Abby read her results. 3.45 billion? These stromatolites are 3.45 billion years old? Abby checked her results again and again. The maths was correct. They're 3 billion 450 million years old. She was also convinced the fossils contain microbes, teeny tiny living things. Abby studied every speck until she was sure. Yep, this was definitely part of an ocean reef, she said. It wasn't just a bunch of extremely old rocks that she'd found. They were fragments of life. The oldest known dinosaurs were only about 200 million years old. Abby's fossils were more than 17 times as old as that. Abby gulped. She knew what she'd done and it was huge. Abigail Orwood, a geologist quietly exploring in the middle of Outback Australia, had officially discovered the oldest known evidence of life on Earth. Abigail Allwood, we've read your research. We'd like to offer you a position at NASA in our jet propulsion lab. See you in the States. The world's best space scientists figured that if Abby could find evidence of the earliest life on Earth, she could do the same in space. They wanted to send her to Mars. Welcome to NASA, Abigail. In the year 2020, we'll be sending a vehicle to the Red Planet. Your mission is to search for evidence of life up there. Abby was the first woman and first Australian 
to ever be appointed as a chief investigator on a mission to Mars. Mission accepted, she said. She wouldn't be flying to Mars herself like an astronaut. No human had ever done that. Instead, what she needed to do was invent something that could be attached to a vehicle called a rover. That's kind of like a giant remote-controlled car. Her invention would search for life. I know how to do it, she told the team. I'll build a device that can X-ray rocks. I've done it before in the outback. It'll be able to pick up chemical elements as tiny as a grain of salt. And there'll also be a camera that can take super close-up pictures of everything. It was a plan unlike anything that had ever been carried out in space. The scientists were bouncing with excitement. Bringing samples home from Mars was an out-of-this-world idea. Oh, and my device is going to be called the Planetary Instrument for X-ray Lithochemistry, Abby said. Or PIXEL for short. Abby's team set to work, painstakingly making PIXEL. The engineers in big white space suits spent years building and testing and rebuilding. Every wire, every disc, every sensor, every tube had to be perfectly positioned. It was like the world's hardest game of Tetris. One tiny miscalculation and it would be game over. I think we're done, Abby declared. She loaded Pixel onto a golf cart and surrounded by security guards, drove it to a new special lab. She left it there, on the vast white floor, in the humongous airlocked room. It looked like a pet in a crate, forlornly waiting for its owner to return. Abby felt a pang of sadness. Good luck, she whispered. I wish I could come to Mars with you. Pixel was ready to attach to the rover. It was only the size of a lunchbox, but it carried the hope of humankind. Abby and Pixel were ready to answer one of the biggest questions in the cosmos. Is there life on Mars? In between finding really old life on Earth and planning to find evidence of life on Mars, Abby created life herself. She's now a mum. Her daughter's name is, no, not Pixel 2, it's Sophia. And sometimes together, they lie on the grass, staring up at the sparkling night sky. And they know there's a universe of possibilities out there. All you have to do is look into the stars and wonder. Isn't Abigail Allwood inspiring? A fabulous and true story of a little girl who grew up to live her dreams and is now reaching for the stars. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fierce Girls. My name's Julie Bishop and I was a Federal Member of Parliament and the first ever female Minister for Foreign Affairs in Australia. If you thought Abigail Allwood was fierce, what about a woman who lived in a tin shed with a wombat and a snake with no electricity. She went on to become one of Australia's biggest-selling kids' authors. 
Jackie French could read entire novels by the time she was three years old. So it was a strange feeling when she arrived at school and couldn't read the spelling lists on the blackboard. The letters appeared back to front. The maths equations were all gobbledygook. Jackie was confused, but she wouldn't stop reading and writing. She read everything in sight. And when she ran out of books, she wrote her own and shared them with her classmates. When Jackie grew up, she realised there was a label for her problems with letters and numbers. It was called dyslexia, but she wouldn't let that stop her reading and writing. She was living in a tin shed with a snake, a wallaby and a wombat and decided to write a collection of short stories. Jackie sent them to a publisher. They were full of spelling mistakes and smeared with wombat poo, but they were so good, they turned them into a book. Now Jackie has written more than 200 books and she has no plans to stop reading and writing. To hear more awesome episodes of Fierce Girls for free, go to the ABC Listen app or other podcast apps on your mobile device. So be fierce, stay fierce. Roll the credits. Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women and one snazzy guy. It's produced by Alex Lolbach with special thanks to Kyla Slavin. The executive producers are Justine Kelly and Monique Bowley. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. David LeMay is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. Kelly Reardon is the boss who lets us make Fierce podcasts. Fierce Girls is a production of ABC Audio Studios. And if you need more fierceness in your life, have a listen to the other Fierce Girls stories we've made, just for you. You can hear them for free on ABC Listen, other podcast apps, or on your smart speaker. Hey, speaker, play Fierce Girls. Sure, here's the latest episode of Fierce Girls. Or head to the Fierce Girls website, where you'll also find colouring-in sheets and posters of your favourite Fierce Girls. Fierce Girls.